In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning. morning. The wheat in the weeds. It's hard not to think of this and think of my um, lame attempts at gardening um, as opposed to Barbara Dollison and many others' good attempts at gardening. By the way, if you haven't seen our refurbished St. Francis garden, I hope you will go out and check it out. It's really beautiful. It's a great season to think of wheat and weeds, not just in the gospel, but the summer movie blockbusters, Barbie and Oppenheimer. How many of you are Barbie people or have you seen it yet? Just a few? Okay. With wheat and weeds, I was thinking more about Oppenheimer, a film I have not yet seen, I must confess, but one that I understand has everything to do with wheat and weeds, good and evil. This idea that a brilliant scientist, right, who used every God-given talent he had, every God-given talent with others, built a technology that had mixed reviews, and that near the end of his life, right, he had these visions of bad things, even things being burned up, as we hear in the scripture, at the end of some kind of age. It was a difficult vision, I think, that Oppenheimer had, and it's one that reminds me of our dear brother and his wrestling and struggling, Woody Weishi. Some of you who are longtime members of Grace know that Woody was a great singer in our choir. Um, If you didn't know Woody, he would have been the first person to come up to you and shake your hand vigorously and tell you all about what he loved about this place. And then he would sing that to you later in the service as a kind of anchor in the back of the church. But in all my visits with Woody, the most difficult things we talked about were exactly this in the gospel, the wheat and the weeds. For Woody was a bit like Oppenheimer in that he was one of our nation's strongest scientists, an astrophysicist who went down to Huntsville, Alabama to work with Werner von Braun and a group of German and American scientists to build um, technology, including the VX rocket, which was the basis for many modern ICBMs. And what Woody and I talked about often on our visits was a wrestling. What is good and what is evil? What exactly have I wrought? What are the things that are so good about this, but what are the drawbacks? And we never really had an answer. We were never really fully settled. But one thing I learned from Woody and his wrestling with what he had created was that he said, you know, humility is the greatest virtue that I've learned out of all of this part of my life, this part of my vocation. This idea that the line between good and evil isn't always so clear, that the line between weed and weeds, good and evil, not just isn't always so clear, but requires me to approach it with a much more humble and therefore questioning heart. And in this kind of passage, Woody and I would say, well, what are weeds and what are wheat? And he would come to this parable. They're all wrapped up together. It's not so easy in my faith or our faith to disentangle them. And it's also not so easy, he would say, to burn up whoever I think is my enemy, 
something he learned in his life. It's not so easy to burn up my enemy or my opponent. You have to approach it with humility. I find this in the gospel uh, when in the second part of the gospel, right, the gospel writers describing this scene of a field and weed and weeds are all together. And beyond humility, another virtue of our faith emerges. And we hear it in Romans. It's patience, right? If you were like me, you grew up with parents and grandparents that always would say, patience is a virtue. You have to wait on things. You have to wait. Well, for Woody, you know, the waiting was, will good triumph over evil? I'm not really sure. But I know I have to be patient and humble. Patience, whether it's at that level of the VX rocket or Oppenheimer or more down to earth for most of us, patient with a perceived opponent, patient with people who we disagree with, patient with someone or some part of ourselves we perceive as a shadow or an enemy. I think this is the greatest lesson of the parable, at least for me, to be patient with humility is to pattern our life like the one who is patient with us, God revealed in Jesus Christ, whose love was not a pushover. He didn't say evil does not exist, and he did not run away from it. He didn't run from the weeds, nor did he run from his opponent. But he stayed in community. He stayed with the problem and was so patient that weeds became transformed in his presence. One of the things that Paul's letter to the Romans talks about is hope. And hope comes from a thing that we can't see. We can't see all of the weeds being transformed in this life or this side of the veil. But I think one of those factors in hope is to have patience, a patient kind of hope, so countercultural to the way that we're living. Where instant results is what we expect, right? When the buzzing of our phone or all of the pressures in our life would have us cut corners or take our opponent and want to burn them up in a fire just to get our way. It's not so with Jesus, who is patient not just with you and me, but with all of us. And his patience was born of a love that said there is no separation at the end of time. Even if we can't see it, we are one. So when you go home and consider the weeds in your life, perhaps, or the wheat, the ways that they're mixed up, I hope you'll be gentle on yourself and easy, this idea that you don't have to have it all figured out today. That's why we need each other, and we need this kind of loving God that we have faith in. It will be settled one day, and we were all made in the image of wheat and goodness. Amen.